Welcome to all of you as we are gathered today across time and space and place, gathered together to worship and give thanks to God who has created us, loved us, and formed us. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God in whose image we are made, who claims us and calls us beloved. Amen. Holy One, we confess that we are not awake for you. We are not faithful in using your gifts. We forget the least of our siblings. We do not see your beautiful image in one another. We are infected by sin that divides your beloved community. Open our hearts to your coming. Open our eyes to see you in our neighbor. Open our hands to serve your creation. Amen. Beloved, we are God's children, and Jesus, our beloved, opens the door to us. Through Jesus, you are forgiven. By Jesus, you are welcome. In Jesus, you are called to rejoice. Let us live in the promises prepared for us from the foundation of the world. Amen. Let us pray. Righteous God, our merciful master, you own the earth and all its peoples, and you give us all that we have. Inspire us to serve you with justice and wisdom, and prepare us for the joy of for the joy of the day of your coming. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today is from Zephaniah, the first chapter. Be silent before the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is at hand. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice. The Lord has consecrated the Lord's guests. At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps, And I will punish the people who rest complacently on their dregs, who say in their hearts, The Lord will not do good, nor will the Lord do harm. Their wealth shall be plundered and their houses laid waste. Though they build houses, they shall not inhabit them. Though they plant vineyards, they shall not drink wine from them. The great day of the Lord is near, near and hastening fast. The sound of the day of the Lord is bitter. The warrior cries aloud there. That day will be a day of wrath a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet blast and battle cry against the fortified cities, against the lofty battlements. I will bring such distress upon people that they shall walk like the blind, because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood shall be poured out like dust, and their flesh like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. In the fire of God's passion, the whole earth shall be consumed. For a full, a terrible end, the Lord will make of all the inhabitants of the earth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, For it is if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. 
Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow, and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But, but from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So sometimes when the lottery gets up to an incredibly large amount of money, Stephen and I will play this game of what would you do if we won? And I'm sure that it's a fun conversation that any number of us have had at one point or another with someone. Uh, Stephen, being better at math than I am, will quickly rattle off what the approximate taxes would be, and, well, then we go from there. And it's always fun to hear what Stephen would want us to do with that kind of money. And I assume he enjoys hearing my thoughts as well. It's an interesting way to examine our lives and notice little changes. Over time, our interests and priorities have changed, or the world around us has changed. The things we think that are important differ in different times and different places. For a long time, I had wanted to give enough money to my high school so that they could build the auditorium that the music department had wanted for years, so that we could finally say goodbye to the cafetorium, which is exactly what you think it is, that we had when I was in school. But in the last few years, the school district was able to pass a referendum which allowed for the construction of the, of the auditorium, so I've had to change this wish. But no matter in the, the changes in the organizations and community building projects that we'd give the money to, we always start the same way. We always start by saying that we'd set aside enough money to pay off our debts and any debts of our siblings and their families and to pay for any post-secondary schooling that Leslie and any siblings that may come along, not right now, would want. We always start with us first. In our parable today, the amount of money that the master gives the slaves is pretty akin to winning the lottery. One talent would have been worth about 6,000 denarii, and a single denarius, which is the singular form of denarii, 
was the usual daily wage for the average person. So one talent was the equivalent of 6,000 days or about 16 years worth of work. And since one talent alone is a lot of money, then consider the one who received two talents. He had 32 years worth of money entrusted to him, which would have been almost a lifetime. And then consider the one who received five talents had 80 years worth of money, which would have been pretty close to about two lifetimes worth of money. This is an astronomical amount for our master to entrust to their servants. And unlike uh, the ending of the parable that Jesus tells us here, I don't know that I inherently fault any of the slaves for the choices that they make with their master's money. They were entrusted with these finances and to care for those finances. They just do it in different ways. The first two slaves who generate more wealth are risk takers. And while I do not exactly know what investing looked like in biblical times, we know from our own experiences that investing is a risk. But it is a risk that can have multiple benefits. We can invest in our communities, in local businesses, in each other, and we do so hoping that our community will be better off for this investment. And we do do this often with money, but also with our time and energy and our wisdom. But like many things, investing, particularly with money, can catch us up in this cycle of always needing more and never being satisfied. And so perhaps it isn't entirely about the fact that the slaves were able to double what their master had given them, but it's about risking individual safekeeping for the sake of the community. And now the third slave, who hides the money away and does not generate more, sees that he has been given a great and grave responsibility and doesn't want anything to happen to what he has been tasked to care for. Now, this is the slave that I most identify with, as seen previously in the story about what I would do if I won the lottery. I want to be sure of safety for myself and those that I most love, as many of us do. Safety certainly is important, um, but it can become a problem when I am only concerned about my safety instead of the safety of all people, especially those whose lives experience so much more hardship and unsafe conditions than what mine does. And now I know that I'm taking a few liberties with the interpretation of this parable, but I do think that in our particular time and place, it helps us to think about this parable in a kind of creative way and to realize that God has given you and all of us immeasurably precious gifts, gifts that are worth multiple lifetimes. These are the gifts of our own lives and our God-given abilities and the gifts of community and each other. There's no price tag for these things. They are things that have unspeakable value. They are worth more than 80 years worth of pay. And God calls us to care for ourselves and for each other. And in different times and places and circumstances, that care is going to look different. 
Sometimes our care for each other will look like almost foolish risk-taking, where we defy the logic of the world that tells us more is always best and invest in our communities to love and to better all people. Because when Jesus brings the kingdom of God to earth fully on his return, there will be no rich or poor, worthy and unworthy. The value of all of creation will be made equally known because Jesus Christ lived and died and rose for you and for all of creation. Sometimes our care for each other looks like providing safety and security for those who do not have it. To promise each other that God sees and knows and cares about the pains we face. And all of this points us to the radical nature of the cross. The cross which is both risk and safety, the cross that calls us into the unknown and offers us rest, the cross which levels the playing field and promises us that God found you and I and all creation worthy enough to live and die for it in Jesus Christ. The cross which forgives us and unites us all. The cross that promises us that in the end, Jesus is our most precious treasure. And it is his love for you and for all people that is enough and is always what we need. Amen. We'll sing together the hymn, Lord of Glory, You Have Bought Us.
Living together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. God is at work in you. Thanks be to God.